What's up, Lacey and Benny? Welcome to another great episode of the LB Content Podcast. This is episode 28. It is June 22nd, which is really close to the 28th. It is a Tuesday, and to be specific, in our 10-day countdown, this is day 7. Really getting it down there, so that's very exciting. Um, today we're going to be continuing the Bible Bedtime Story series, so as I usually say, this is catered to nighttime listening, but feel free to listen to in the morning, and or in the afternoon, and or at night, or all of them. Whatever you want, listen to as many times as you want, ten times a day, eleven times a day, a million times a day, whatever you want to do. But with that said, I'm going to calm down a little bit, because I just got really excited, but um... We're going to be picking up where we left off in the fourth story uh, from Bible for Children, which is God's promise to Abraham. Uh, Alright, let's jump right in. Long after the flood, people people on earth made a plan. We will build a great city with a tower right up to the heavens, they said. Let's live together always. Everyone spoke the same language. God wanted people to live all across the world he had made, so he did something special. Suddenly, groups of people spoke differently. God gave them new languages. Those people, those who spoke the same language, moved away together. Perhaps people became afraid of of others they could not understand. In this way, God caused people to fill different countries. The city they left was called Babel, which means confusion. Years later, in a place called Ur of Chaldees, God spoke to a man named Abram. Leave this land, God commanded. Go to the land I will show you. Abram obeyed. God led him to Canaan. His wife Sarai and nephew Lot went with him. In Canaan, both Abram and Lot became rich. They had large herds of cattle. There was not enough pasture for so many animals. Lot's herdsmen quarreled with Abram's herdsmen. Let there be no trouble, Abram said. We'll separate. Lot, you take first the choice of land that you want. Lot chose a great grassy plain dotted with cities and villages. It looked good, but the cities were very wicked places. After Lot left, God spoke again to Abram. I give you all the land of Canaan to you and your children forever. Abram and Sarai had no children. How could God keep his great promise? Three men from God came to Abram and Sarai. You'll have a baby soon, they said. Sarai laughed. She did not believe God's message. She was 90 years old. God told Abram he would now be called Abraham, meaning father of many and Sarai would be Sarah, meaning princess. God also told Abraham he would destroy the two wicked cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. Abraham's nephew Lot lived in Sodom with his family. Lot believed God's warning when it came, but his daughter's husband refused to leave Sodom. How tragic, they didn't believe God's word. Only Lot and his two daughters made it safely, Fire and brimstone fell upon the wicked cities. Sadly, Lot's wife disobeyed God's warning and looked back as she ran. 
she turned into a pillar of salt. The Lord kept his promise to Abraham and Sarah. They had a child in their old age, as God had said. How they rejoiced when Isaac was born. Perhaps Abraham thought about God's promise to give him and his children the land of Canaan forever. God would keep that promise too. God always keeps his promises. And I forgot to mention that story comes from Genesis 11 through 21. And the next story comes from Genesis 22 through 24, which is also about Abraham. And it's uh, story number five, and it's God tests Abraham's love. One night, God gave Abraham a strange command. It was a test to see if Abraham loved his son Isaac more than he loved God. Take your son Isaac and offer him as a burnt offering, God commanded. Offer Isaac, sacrifice his son? That was hard for Abraham. He loved his son very much. But Abraham had learned to trust God even when he did not understand. In the morning, he set out for the mountain to sacrifice with Isaac and two servants. Before leaving, Abraham split pieces of wood to make a fire for the burnt offering. Abraham planned to obey God. Three days later, they neared the mountain. Stay here, Abraham told his servants. We will go and worship, and we will come back to you. Isaac carried the wood, Abraham carried the fire and the knife. Where is the lamb for burnt offering? Isaac asked. God will provide himself a lamb, Abraham replied. The two came to the exact place chosen by God. There Abraham built an altar and arranged the wood to burn the sacrifice before God. Abraham had built many altars. Surely this one was the hardest for to build. Abraham tied Isaac up and placed his beloved son on the altar. Was Abraham really going to obey God and sacrifice his dear Isaac, his only son? Yes, the knife blade glinted as Abraham raised it high. His heart may have been breaking, but Abraham knew he must obey God. Stop, the angel of the Lord shouted. Now I fear, now I know you fear God. You have not held back your son your only son, from me. Seeing a ram in the bushes, Abraham united Isaac and sacrificed the ram instead. Perhaps Isaac thought, God did provide, just as my father said. While father and son worshipped, the angel of the Lord spoke to Abraham, In your children all nations shall be blessed because you obeyed. Someday Jesus would be born through Abraham's descendants. Abraham and Isaac returned home. Sometime later, sadness came. Sarah died. Abraham had lost his wife, and Isaac had lost his mother. After the funeral, Abraham sent his chief servant to look for a wife for Isaac. The servant went to their old homeland to find a wife among Abraham's relatives. The servants asked God for a sign. Let the girl who offers water for my camels be the right one for Isaac. Immediately, Rebekah offered to give them water. She was one of Abraham's relatives. The servant knew God had answered his prayer. Rebekah left her family to marry Isaac. She comforted him after his mother died. How Isaac loved her. The end. Alright. And let's go ahead and read uh, probably one more. 
So we're going to read um, The Prince from the River, which comes from Exodus 2. It is story 9. Let's go ahead and jump into this one. Uh, the Prince from the River. Prime Minister Joseph was dead. All Egypt shared his family's sadness. God had used Joseph the Hebrew to save the country from famine. He was wise, a wise and beloved leader, and now was gone. Over 300 year long years passed. Joseph's people, the Hebrews, have become a mighty race within Egypt. The new pharaoh feared the Hebrews might turn against him, so he made them all slaves. Pharaoh treated the Hebrews cruelly. He forced them to build great cities, but no matter how hard he works them, worked them, the Hebrew slaves continued to grow in num numbers. One day, a dreadful command came from Pharaoh. All newborn babies must be thrown into the river Nile. Wicked Pharaoh was determined to reduce the number of Hebrews. He would even murder babies. What can we do? One family must have wondered. They decided to put their child in the Nile River, but he would be in inside a snug, watertight basket. Carrying his precious cargo, the small basket boat floated among the reeds. Whatever would happen to the tiny baby? From a distance, the baby's sister watched the precious basket as it bobbed gently among the reeds. Suddenly, Pharaoh's daughter and her servants came to the river to bathe. There was no way to hide the basket. Perhaps they would walk by without seeing it? Ah, a basket there in the reeds. I wonder what's inside. Pharaoh's daughter commanded her servant to fetch the basket. When she opened it, the baby started to cry. It's a Hebrew child, the princess exclaimed. Poor little thing, you're so beautiful. Probably, Pharaoh's daughter talked to the baby the way many grown-ups do. She may have even said, Uchi kuti kuams, in Egyptian, of course. God must have given special wisdom to the baby's sister. She ran to the Pharaoh's daughter. Shall I find a Hebrew woman to look after the baby for you? Go ahead, was the reply. Who do you think the girl ran to fetch? Mother, come quick. Oh, hurry. Perhaps the girl didn't have time to explain. Together, the two raced back down the footpath. Back at the river, Pharaoh's daughter held out the baby. Nurse him for me. I will pay you. Call him Moses. Moses may be Egyptian for water son. So Moses was returned to his parents and home. They taught him to love God and the Hebrew people. Soon he would live in a palace with Pharaoh's daughter. God, who saved it, who had saved his life, had a great future plan for baby Moses. The end. And since you're coming up on 12 minutes, um, that is going to be the end for this episode, but congratulations on making it to episode 28. Congratulations on making it to Tuesday. Congratulations on making it to day 7 of the 10-day countdown. Heck yeah, we're making it through this. I'm so glad to get to share this with you, um, but basically, I just really can't wait to be home, um, it will be soon, but just, you know, stick with it, 
Um, I'm really proud of you for making it this far. Um, I just really cannot wait to get home and get to see you. I get to drive with you, both of you, and just do everything. So with that said, I love you both so much. I miss you both so much. I can't wait to see you when I get home. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you're laying down tonight, sleep dreams, sleep tight, and uh, I'll catch you in the next episode.